Welcome to Britcham Cambodia and the UK Department for International Trade's podcast series, Doing Business in Cambodia. Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast. My name is Jane Wilding. I'm the Executive Director of Britcham Cambodia and I'll be the host for today. Today we're going to meet James Wilson and we're going to have an in-depth discussion on a bookkeeping solution that's available here in Cambodia called the Cotra Reel. In Khmer, which is the local language, real is the currency, and Kotra means to record. So essentially, this is an app for recording your money. It's an innovative solution, and it's aimed at Cambodian micro-entrepreneurs. The Kotra Real is a she investments project, and it's supported by the Women Micro SME FinTech Innovation Fund. They're aiming at financial literacy for micro-entrepreneurs, to allow them to scale up their businesses and contribute more effectively in the economy. Micro-entrepreneurs contribute a large proportion of the economic success in Cambodia. So we're going to say hello to James. Hi. Hi, James. Welcome to our podcast series. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me. And um, Before we get to know a little bit more about the bookkeeping app, Cotra Rio, can you tell me a bit more about your background and how you ended up here? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm actually a physiotherapist by trade, um, and I ran a <laughs> physiotherapy to bookkeeping. That's How did right. this happen? Yeah. Um, so I ran a physiotherapy business in Melbourne, in Australia, um, and after that, uh, got very interested in the business side of things. And so from there, we slowly worked our way over to Cambodia and um, began she investments with Celia Boyd and Lee Lum. Um, so from there, uh, yeah, we've run She Investments for the last six years, um, working with female micro entrepreneurs and trying to grow their businesses through incubator and accelerator programs. Superb. And the, the app itself, can we go on to that? So the Cotra sure. Real app is a bookkeeping app. Yeah, it's a bookkeeping app. So it's a really simple bookkeeping app designed specifically for female micro entrepreneurs and their needs. So it can be recorded in uh, Khmer, the uh, local language, in English, they need it, US dollars, and uh, real. And I think important for our listeners is that it is the dual uh, currency yeah, country. Yeah, dual currency, currency. So the USD has had great prominence over mm-hmm. the last um, couple of decades, but the real is certainly coming back to becoming um, more in use day to day. It's certainly used for all micropayments, smaller payments, um, had been anything under a dollar, but it's certainly increasing. Mm-hmm. increasing yeah. And bigger notes are being produced. Yeah, sure. So how does your organization, uh, how did you get to develop this app? So, Yeah, so we've, um, as I said, we've been working with female micro-entrepreneurs for about six years. And one of the big things that we've uh, been working with them on is financial literacy with their businesses. We've been working with them to get them to separate their personal and business finances uh, to make sure that they have clear business financial records. Um, additionally, we've been trying to get them to record their finances at all. Uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And if they are, they're doing it basically by hand in a book. They don't have any tools, they don't have laptops, but they usually have smartphones. And so this idea came from our participants. They were complaining to our facilitators and talking about how they needed a tool specifically for them and nothing was designed for them at the moment and they were stuck using a pen and paper or 
an Excel spreadsheet if they had a computer, if they knew how to use that. And so this was actually Leader's uh, idea, our co-founder, and she came to us and said, we need to build an app for these women. So that's kind of how it started. That's, that, that's fascinating as well. We were speaking to Celia on one of our other podcasts mm-hmm. um, about some of the projects and how she identified that financial literacy was one of the most important things to upskill yeah. these uh, entrepreneurs. It really is. They, um, I mean, often they don't know if they're making money or not because personal and business finances are mixed. Often they're family businesses. So if they need something for groceries, they just take it out of the business money personal money goes in and it's all mixed and so they don't actually know how their business is performing. So one of the big things that this app helps them do is to separate those finances and be really clear that this is a business bookkeeping app and they should be separating their finances. And I guess that allows you to then look at their cash flow situation and visibility of available funds in the future. Yeah, so they can see their cash flow, they can get reports and they can, and one of the main features, which is probably the biggest barrier that we're facing is... um, cash reconciliation and getting them to reconcile their cash so they actually know if their records are correct. And that's something that they definitely, or most, most women definitely don't do. And so that's a, an educational process as people starting to use the app is teach them how to do that. And you do the coaching on how to use the app within the SHE programs? Yes, yeah, so we're integrating into all our programs, but we're also additionally putting out some um, how-to videos online in Telegram groups and Facebook groups and things like that to teach people how to use the app. In the app, there's also videos integrated in as they start to register to teach them how to use the app as well. Oh, that's superb. Um, could you maybe share with some of our listeners some of the experiences or some of the entrepreneurs that are already using it, what kind yeah, of fields they're yeah. in? So, so far, we've had pretty positive feedback. So um, we've had a, a number of women that have come to us and said that they now know that their finances are accurate which is really exciting because they've had a lot of errors in the past and, and they, they, it's, a, it's quite stressful for them when they come to the program because they don't know if, they don't know how their business is performing and it's always these constant worries, is there enough cash? Is their business doing well? And they're never really sure if what they're seeing on paper is correct. And so we've had some really positive feedback that they've been able to integrate the app into like their daily lives quite successfully and they now like trust their finances which is really exciting. So it gives them confidence in their business. Yeah, 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 totally. And they can make decisions and they just know how their business is doing now, which is really, really good. Yeah. And the app's available for a wider audience than just uh, individuals going through the SHE Yeah, yeah, totally. You can, anyone can use it. So I use it for my personal budgeting because it works quite well for that because it's really simple. Um, but Anybody that runs a, a micro business, it's probably not suitable for medium businesses, but micro small businesses, it's really simple. It's cash-based accounting. You don't need to know any like sophisticated accounting techniques or bookkeeping techniques. It's really straightforward and you can just plug in the numbers and you're good. You can download reports and send them off. So one thing that we're trying to get some of the female micro entrepreneurs to, I guess, benefit from having the app is to be able to access Um, better financing so they can show uh, microfinance institutions and banks their clear records so to make sure they're not getting over indebted and they can access um, better rates because they have those clear records. So you're talking about um, availability funding, um, loans, microloans, so on. Yeah. And 
Do you think there's an increased pressure on that at the moment? Because obviously COVID has, the situation we're in has infected businesses all over the world. Cambodia is not immune to that. So mm. do you think that's become even more important? I think so. And I think particularly seeing where their cash is at and separating those personal and business finances is is very, very important at the moment because it's really hard for them to make business decisions if they don't know if they're making money or not. And so... Yeah, having that information is really, really important, particularly if they're going to start accessing finance and particularly loans to get them through a difficult period, then they need to know where they're at. So as businesses are growing in Cambodia and these entrepreneurs are expanding their skills, what other programs have you got going on that are going to help these women um, in the future, grow their businesses into the future? Mm. So this app was... um, It's like a collaborative effort between UNCDF, UNSCAP, and uh, Khmer Enterprise, which is a, a government initiative. And Khmer Enterprise are funding not only part of the app, but also a part of a broader project called the Digital Resource Center for us. And so that is a, a project where we're really trying to work on upskilling uh, micro entrepreneurs in digital literacy. So things like how to use Facebook properly, how to get uh, online sales and how to move into e-commerce. Uh, we're also running another project with google.org on digital literacy and that's um, a more formal program, so more typical of an incubator program, but designed for digital literacy. So social media, how to use Google, like Google Drive, basic kind of digital literacy skills that the women um, really, really need. And they, we've also given them access to laptops and things like that because they don't often have laptops. That's right. They, they normally have access on a smartphone. Yeah, it's usually a smartphone and, and they can do a lot of things on a smartphone, but it makes things very difficult when you don't have a computer to do some of the other things that they need to do for business. So, um, so I'm trying to move them into that field. Uh, as we like went through COVID, that, that was a big theme that came out is that everyone started to move online, but these women were sort of almost getting a little bit left behind because they didn't have those skills to be able to move their business online as well. So we've started to try to work on that and try to develop their skills in that in that area. So helping them reach new markets online. Yeah, reach new markets and almost effectively try to change their business models somewhat because they're used to selling in person and so now they're having to sell online and organize deliveries and and various like things like that. So we've been trying to work with them about well how do you advertise online? How do you organize deliveries? How do you sell online? Particularly in Cambodia there's not not a formal e-commerce. Most people don't have credit cards or debit cards or anything like that. So how do you organize payments online? And so we've got all these multiple channels that people are doing and buying through Messenger and things like that. So yeah. I know it's so interesting, isn't yes. it? It doesn't yeah. really happen in other parts of the world. I think um, some of our audience might be quite surprised at how Facebook and Messenger dominate the, the e-commerce landscape yeah. in and Cambodia. Facebook Live. So and Facebook Live. So um it's, it's quite fascinating to me that it's such a key part of a business presence is not a website, but a Facebook page. Um, it is not a direct-to-consumer delivery. It's ordering through uh, Facebook Messenger or Facebook Live or Instagram. Yeah. Um, it, and it's a bit of an informal delivery supply chain, which is is difficult to get your head around if you haven't seen it, but it works. And it's just... It does, it's yeah. He- you, I guess you're aiming to help more people get into that informal e-commerce yeah, network. I mean, that's like a, it's a, it's a really big growing market here, particularly the uh, 
which would be strange for people that haven't been here, but the Facebook Live selling online is is a it's a very unique feature. I think to Cambodia, maybe Asia, I'm not sure, but um, but trying to get people into that, how do they do that? How do they talk to people online and organize deliveries is also some somewhat difficult. And there's a there's a trust issue here sometimes between customers and businesses that they need to overcome as well. It's like, are they going to get the product? Are they going to get the money? And how do they do that with that? Who's going to pay first? And so that gets a little bit tricky as well as we try to work that out. So they're trying to manage this plus get their head around how to formalize their own accountancy practices, which yeah, are simply to, yeah. pen and paper beforehand, yeah. moving to an online app. Yeah, yeah. So once they get their head around it and once they get through that cash reconciliation part, it makes things much easier for them. But they just have to get through that first part. But the feedback we've had for that is is quite good. So I think, yeah. And is there support within the programs, the accelerator programs, have to get people started on the app to get them yeah, loading yeah, information? Yeah, so we, we do uh, test accounts with them within uh, the session so they can um, come in and, and really understand how to use the app and know what information they need before they start. So one of, one of the key things they need is they need to know their cash balance when they start so they can do the cash reconciliation. And so we let them use the app in the program and then when they get home, they can count the cash and they can start uh, start using the app properly. Count the cash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so when was the Cotterreal app first developed? It's been in the pipeline for about a year. So this is our first app that we've developed. So we've had some a lot of lessons learned and some ups and downs along the way. But, um, but the end product ended up uh, being really, really high quality. Uh, and so that was launched on the 12th of February. So it's been around for about a month or two months now. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and you certainly didn't pick an easy, an easy market <laughs> yeah. in dual language and dual currency. Yeah, exactly. So that made things a little bit difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's quite a challenge. James, it sounds like you've been on quite a deep learning curve with uh, this app, the Cotterreal yeah. app. And you've probably got some experiences that you could share about why you think the Cotterreal app will be more adopted here than perhaps some of the other uh, financial technologies that have mm-hmm. been available to the Cambodian community before now? Yeah, sure. So as I said, I think a lot of the women were using pen and paper to start with. Um, so that was what they were using when, they, when they've come into our programs. And the, the biggest thing I think is that they, they haven't been using any other products even though there's lots of other accounting products on the market at the moment in Cambodia. Um, you've got all your traditional ones like QuickBooks and Xero. Uh, there's some locally developed uh, applications and software that are quite good as well, but none of them are really reaching the target market appropriately, I don't think, because they're either very complex, so you need to know um, high-level bookkeeping or accounting. They're in English and you can't um, use the local language here and so they can't understand it. Or you need a laptop to be able to use it, which a lot of the women don't have a laptop to. Or you need an accountant to try to help you to use that software. And so what we've tried to develop is is an app that is as simple as possible that will record the basics and it won't record a lot of like the higher level bookkeeping and accounting, but that's not necessarily their need. They need to know how much cash do they have, are they making profit and um, and how is their business performing? And so that's kind of what we're trying to aim with that is just to make it as simple as possible so they, they're getting started. And as they grow and get bigger, they can transition to more appropriate software. But I mean, 65% of the businesses here are micro businesses. So it's a huge market that needs to be served. Yeah, and I think that's quite interesting. The conversations that we have with British businesses or British technology businesses that are 
um, seeking to understand more about the Cambodian market, it's very important for us to be able to relay that kind of information. So business tends to be a bit more informal than it is in the countries that you and I are from. That um, some of the digital skills, technology skills and business skills have been lacking um, before now. That we've got language difficulties. We've got two languages running concurrently. English being the business Mm -hmm. language, but Khmer being the spoken language. And then the two currencies. Um, So there's quite a lot of advice that we find we're giving to British businesses about how to come here and do business. It's certainly an important role that Mm -hmm. the British Chamber of Commerce wants to provide is that link between um, the understanding of what a market might look like when you're not here and the understanding (laughs) of what a market looks like when you are here. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you guys have probably learned a lot of those lessons on en route to Mm. developing this app. Mm -hmm. I certainly think some of the other business technologies... Um, could probably benefit from the same kind of thinking. Keep it simple to yeah. start with. Keep it accessible. Yeah, and we—I mean, we—we we actually made that mistake at the start. So this is our second go at the app. <laughs> so we, uh, the first app we tried to get developed, we we started simple, and then we thought of a lot of features that we wanted to add in. And as we started adding them all in, and the development started, one costs kind of got out of hand, and two. It ended up being so complex and we realized that nobody was going to be able to use this, at least to start with, because we need to get the traction of those early users on board so they understand how to record their finances to start basically. And then as they start getting the handle on that, then they can understand more features slowly and gradually. And so, um, yeah, we, we made that mistake. And so we had to start from scratch again after we did that and then go back to the drawing board and then... and number of times through the course of the development of the app, we've had to hold ourselves back and be like, no, let's keep it simple. Let's not add any more features. Let's just do it right, but simple, and we can add slowly as we go through and make sure that the user testing and the user interface works and everybody understands how to use that first. So we started with the most important things, which we thought cash reconciliation and recording basic sales and expenses. So, yeah. And it sounds like you've got a bit of a roadmap in your mind about where you want, might want to take that up and how you're going to bring those entrepreneurs on that journey with you. Yeah, totally. We've, we've talked to the entrepreneurs and got their feedback. And as I said, across the board, it's been uh, really good feedback. Um, there has been some requests for additional features so they can record their accounts payable and accounts receivable and uh, potentially some inventory. And so there's a few additional features which we'll slowly be adding. Uh, granted, we get some funding to, to, get, to go ahead with it. Oh, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, cheers. Thank you for your funding. <laughs> okay, James, thank you very much for today. Cool, thanks thank so you. much. And you said this is available to people going through the SHE uh, programs, but it's also available to other entrepreneurs. How do they get it? Through the App Store? So they, yeah, through the App Store, so through Google Play or through the, um, the Apple Store. Yeah, just like a regular app. And is it a paid-for service? It's free f- up to 100 transactions, which we think should cover most... Uh, micro businesses, but if they have larger businesses, then it's uh, $2.99 a month. Great. Bug. Mm, it's pretty cheap. So, James, what would be the best way of somebody contacting you that wants to get involved in either in your app, in the development of it, or mm-hmm. even in funding? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, you can contact contact us through uh, the website at sheinvestments.com or uh, at my email, which is james at sheinvestments.com. That's superb. Thank you very much. Yes, thanks. Please join us for the next Doing Business in Cambodia podcast, which will be available soon. 
For more information on doing business in Cambodia, please contact the British Chamber of Commerce Cambodia or the British Embassy Phnom Penh.